This is the Capital Literature Podcast, bringing you investment letters in audio. The Capital Literature Podcast is a SEBITS capital service for the investment community. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. All rights belong to the respective owners. Upslope Capital Management, 4th Quarter, 2021 Dear Fellow Investors Upslope's objective is to deliver attractive, equity-like returns with significantly reduced market risk and low correlation versus traditional equity strategies. 2021 was a relatively challenging year in which equity-like returns were not achieved, owing to lingering COVID issues at two key longs, Aptar Group and Bright Horizons, both of whom should see challenges ease in 2022, and a tough environment for defensive styles during much of the year. Nonetheless, I am heartened by the fact performance in a challenging year was still positive, and am very excited for what lies ahead, given recent equity market developments. Market conditions, I'm looking through you. Why, tell me why did you not treat me right? Love has a nasty habit of disappearing overnight you're thinking of me, the same old way. The Beatles, 1965. After a mixed Q3, US equity markets roared back in Q4. But much like Q2 2018, when I first referenced I'm looking through you in this section, things have changed under the surface. Despite rising indexes, many growth stocks, and the funds holding them, have gotten clobbered. The poster child for speculative growth, the ARK Innovation ETF, ARKK, has been more than cut in half from its highs. Value has performed well, though performance within indexes has generally been limited to a narrow set of stocks, often, but not always, a sign of poor underlying market health. While it won't be a straight line, this backdrop should continue to bode well for our significant short exposure in the year ahead. 2022 is very likely to be more volatile than 2021. This is hardly going out on a limb. Since 1980, an average year for the S&P 500 has seen a 14% drawdown, or 11% median, the biggest drawdown in 2021 was 5%. While by no means a market timing mechanism, Equity index returns in recent years also appear entirely unsustainable, see Exhibit 2 below. Add in significant uncertainty from the highest inflation in decades and clearly rising geopolitical risks involving China and Russia, and it's not hard to see that 2022 has the potential for serious volatility. With an increasingly treacherous investing environment, defensive strategies, which have been out of favor since the March 2020 bottom, should see a resurgence. We'll see. On the short side, this has started to play out. For longs, the picture is more mixed. The low volatility index, SPLV, that I track has barely bounced off the decade-plus bottom relative to its high beta counterpart, SPHB. Regardless, I remain very enthusiastic about the prospects for Upslope's unique and defensive portfolio, which should continue to grow earnings and cash flows over the long run. Finally, I mentioned last quarter that Upslope's portfolio had higher than normal exposure to catalyst-driven stocks. While I'm still optimistic about the potential for a positive catalyst in two of the four positions, I have mostly thrown in the towel on SIBO and one other, prefer not to name it just yet. I had hoped for better outcomes across the board, but the reality is these situations are never certain and are always a judgment call about the overall risk-slash-reward. Generally, Upslope's style is focused on potential catalyst situations where perceived downside is negligible even if significant upside may be a long shot. SIBO was a good example. 
It didn't have the optimal outcome, but the risk-slash-reward for shares coming into 2021 was so compelling that the end result was still quite positive. SIBO was the largest contributor to performance for the year and now a top-five contributor since the inception of Upslope's strategy. Portfolio Positioning At quarter end, gross and beta-adjusted net exposures were 135% and 44%, respectively. Positioning reflects a heightened number of perceived opportunities on both the long and short sides of the portfolio. As in recent quarters, gross exposure is elevated, versus typical 100-125% to range, owing to a large position in a pre-transaction SPAC, TCV Acquisition Corporation, trading below NAV. Portfolio Updates The largest contributors to and detractors from quarterly performance are noted below. Gross contribution to overall portfolio return is noted in parentheses. Exhibit 5, Top Contributors to Quarterly Performance, Gross Top Contributors Long, Diploma, plus 190 basis points Short slash Long, Market Access, plus 160 basis points Long, FTI Consulting, plus 125 basis points Longs, Total Contribution, plus 340 basis points Top detractors. Long, BWX Tech. Minus 85 basis points. Short, Index Hedges, minus 75 basis points. Short, Asset Manager, minus 55 basis points. Shorts, Total Contribution, plus 70 basis points. SIBO Global Markets, CBOE, Dash Exited Long. SIBO is a diversified, global exchange, equity, derivative, FX, operator with dominant positions in index and volatility, BIX, derivatives. After 3.5 years, we effectively exited the position in early 2022. Ultimately, the two key pillars of the investment thesis, improving fundamentals and a potential takeout, broke by year-end. While I believe we came very close to seeing SIBO get acquired, it appears to be off the table for the foreseeable future, an uptick in insider selling and a very sharp acceleration in acquisition, and strategic activity are notable. Additionally, while 2021 saw a nice improvement in fundamentals, the rebound in SIBO's key VIX product appears to have stalled. On the options front, SIBO also appears to face notable risks should retail interests fade, this seems likely, given what's happened to many retail-favored stocks in recent months. Market Access, MKTX, Dash Reinitiated Long Market Access is the leading platform for electronic trading of corporate fixed-income securities, mostly high-grade, high-yield, eurobonds, emerging markets. The stock was a core long of upslopes, until early 2021, when it became apparent the company was coming under significant competitive pressure from TradeWeb, a smaller but formative competitor. After being short for most of 2021, we covered in December and reinitiated a modest long position. Why now? Fundamental outlook has stabilized and may have troughed, evolving revenue mix bodes well for future growth. MKTX faced two key issues in 2021, increasing competitive intensity from trade web and a generally tough environment, low volatility and incredibly tough comps versus 2020. On this latter point, we know 2021 will be a far easier comp for MKTX. And, as previously noted, higher volatility ahead seems a reasonable bet. On the competitive front, it's true that MKTX continues to face challenges, especially within its core high-grade product. 
However, the issues are well known and appear to be getting less bad. More importantly, MKTX finished the year with record high market share in its three other credit products, high yield, emerging markets, and eurobonds. I believe these products, which also carry higher fee rates than high grade, are underappreciated by investors. Interestingly, 2021 was the first time that other credit comprised a majority of trading volumes for MKTX, having risen from 32% in 2014 to 53% in 2021. This should bode well for future growth, especially since most of the other credit categories are less electronified than high grade and thus have even longer runways. Shares have massively derated from about 50x EBITDA to 30x. This is still not cheap, especially considering the environment for high multiple stocks, and we are sized somewhat cautiously to reflect this. But, one can't ignore that MKTX continues to be a highly attractive business, nearly 60% EBITDA margins, double-digit top-line growth, a fortress balance sheet, and genuine strategic value. Additionally, if fundamentals do, in fact, turn up, valuation will quickly appear reasonable. Takeout optionality becoming a consideration as enterprise value approaches $13 billion. The math surrounding a potential MKTX takeout is still somewhat challenging, given the relatively high multiple on the stock. However, given the strategic value of the business, it's awfully hard to see shares go much lower without serious interest from large, diversified exchanges. And again, should fundamentals turn up, the takeout math will also quickly improve. Casey's General Store, CASY-New Long Casey's is the third largest operator of convenience stores in the United States and effectively the fifth largest pizza chain in the country. Geographically, Casey's is focused exclusively on the Midwest and South, with locations primarily in small towns, almost half with populations less than 5,000, three-quarters with less than 20,000. Gross profit is split across grocery and general merchandise, 37%, fuel, 32%, and prepared food and dispensed beverage, 28%. Generally, Upslope's thesis is that Casey's is an attractive, defensive, and growing value-oriented stock, perfect for the environment today, and years ahead, which for some time has been enamored with sexy, speculative growth stories. The company has a unique and concentrated geographic footprint, see above, which could eventually make it an M and A target. At less than 11x EBITDA the stock is not expensive on either a relative or absolute basis and the balance sheet is reasonable less than 2x net leverage. Casey's competitive advantages are obvious and reflected in its financials. The primary competitive advantage Casey has versus competitors is its massively larger scale, as many competitors are effectively mom and pop convenience stores. Casey's also benefits from the diversity of its model. This has come into focus of late as retailers everywhere have faced rising inflationary headwinds. Casey's has been able to offset a significant portion of cost increases with expanded fuel margins. On the flip side, Casey has the ability to flex margins down to drive traffic in-store. This flexibility, combined with its scale advantages enable Casey's to offer better value to customers, while still operating profitably. Casey's historical performance and financials tell a consistent story with the advantages noted above. The company has delivered 19-plus years of positive inside, ex-fuel, same-store sales and 3.5% average unit growth over the last decade. Meanwhile, gross and EBITDA margins have steadily risen, while ROIC has remained consistently in the 10-14% range. 
While Casey's long-term track record is impressive, the outlook appears increasingly bright, as management has begun to accelerate both unit growth and internal initiatives. For unit growth, management has targeted a 5% CHER through FI 2023, note April 30th fiscal year-end. Significant progress has already been made on this front with three sizable recent acquisitions. Despite these larger deals, the M&A runway continues to be very long due to the highly fragmented nature of the convenience store industry. On the internal initiatives front, Casey's has been very busy over the past two years and has a number of shots on goal that could accelerate growth including, breakfast menu refresh, better quality food plus coffee, continued expansion of digital rewards program, opening of third distribution center, private label expansion, and delivery partnerships, DoorDash launched, Uber Eats in 2022. Key risks for shares include, sustainability of fuel margins, M&A new unit execution, inflation, miscellaneous concentrated exposures, Midwest, tobacco sales, and long-term uncertainty regarding electric vehicle adoption. Arguably, this was tested during peak COVID, when fuel volumes fell precipitously and inside sales did just fine. Further mitigated by geographic focus and slower regional adoption of EVs. Closing thoughts. 2021 was a challenging but productive year. On the investing front, Upslope's circle of competence for short selling was greatly expanded. Historically, I had focused most of my efforts on fads and value trap style shorts with only a negligible focus on bad actors slash frauds. 2021 was the inverse and required a very different approach to short selling in terms of research process, time allocation, and position sizing slash management. While there were certainly bumps in the road, the addition of this new skill set contributed materially to performance in 2021 and should benefit Upslope clients in the years ahead. On the business development front, Upslope welcomed a number of new, high-quality clients during the year, including a small family office, several professional equity investors, an entrepreneur, and an executive in one of Upslope's core competency industries. I am extremely proud of the quality of Upslope's client base, about one-third of whom are current or retired professional equity investors themselves. As always, I appreciate the trust you've placed in me to manage a portion of your hard-earned money. If you have any questions at all, would like to add to your account, or know someone that may be a good fit for Upslope's atypical and defensive approach, please call or email anytime. Sincerely, George K. Levadas. Appendix C, Portfolio Company, Long Descriptions Aptar Group, ATR Specialty packaging business focused on pumps and sprayers, with a highly profitable, defensive, and growing pharma unit. Overall misclassified and undervalued due to legacy-slash-traditional packaging businesses, food plus beverage, beauty plus home, which contributes 60% of sales but just 15% of EBIT. Bright Horizons Family Solutions, BFAM Leading childcare provider with unique and dominant corporate partnership model. Initially hit hard by COVID-19, FAM passed the stress test and should ultimately emerge competitively stronger, while continuing to benefit from long-term growth in demand for dependable, high-quality childcare. BWX Technologies, BWXT Leading producer of nuclear reactors, components, and fuel, primarily for the power and propulsion of U.S. Navy subs and carriers. In addition to rising geopolitical tensions, the approaching end of a major CAPEX cycle and optionality in non-naval units should provide tailwinds for shareholders in the years ahead. 
Casey's General Stores, CASY. Third largest independent convenience store operator in the U.S. and fifth largest pizza chain, unique footprint exclusively focused on the Midwest slash South. Growing business with highly defensible model offers good value and significant optionality from organic initiatives in M&A. Diploma, DPLM.Lane. B. UK-based specialty distributor focused on essential consumable products across life sciences, seals, machinery, and controls, aerospace wiring slash harnesses. Unique model and conservative M&A strategy have historically enabled attractive free cash flow growth through the cycle. Investnet, ENV. Dominant wealth management technology platform with incredibly sticky offering. Recent initiatives and management actions combined with unique assets significantly elevate the odds of a turnaround or takeout, divestiture, outcome. FTI Consulting, FCN. Boutique consulting and advisory firm, with leading expertise in restructuring, dispute-slash-conflict advisory, and other practices. Anticipate FCN will ultimately benefit from elevated deal flow in the wake of longer-term pandemic effects, reopening-slash-normalization, potentially rising rates and long-term effects from SPAC boom. Market Access, MKTX Platform for electronic trading of fixed income, mostly corporate high-grade, high-yield, eurobonds, emerging markets. Beneficiary of long-term trend towards electronic trading. After a challenge 2021, macro plus competitive, outlook appears to have stabilized and M and A backstop becoming a consideration. Tekken Group, Tekken.sw Switzerland-based lab automation and consumables business, with leading market position in automated liquid handling. Attractive and defensible-based business greatly enhanced by exceptional execution throughout the COVID-19 pandemic. TMX Group, X.2 Largest exchange operator in Canada, with exposure to equities, fixed income and derivatives, as well as European power-slash-energy trading-slash-data. Anticipate steady, defensive growth, with potential outperformance in the event of rising inflation and or elevated volatility.